Jesus did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. And we can see that all throughout the Gospels. He hung out with people who weren't religious leaders. They weren't people that were like serving in the church. They weren't those people. They were people that were doubting God. They were people that were living, trying to get through life, trying to survive this thing. Those were the people that became his disciples and became so on fire for God, so much to the point where they died for him. They died for the truth because they were rooted in Jesus's goodness and Jesus's love. Hello, beautiful people. It's your host, Danielle Mason, bringing you authentic conversation, transparency around real life experiences, and actionable tips to create your next breakthrough today. Think of this as your home away from home healing oasis where we overshare and overcome obstacles together. Pull up a seat, come as you are, and be ready to leave feeling challenged to reflect, encouraged to take action, and inspired to change. This is the Blackouts to Breakthroughs podcast. We're back with episode two in this series we're calling The Wake Up Series. Now, if you didn't go and listen to episode one, I highly encourage you to go listen to episode one. It really sets the stage and just the foundation for that hunger of, okay, are we going to be walking in shallow faith or are we going to be walking in the deep faith? And I really felt I was in prayer this morning and I just really felt like God wanted me to share about his love and how that is the foundation and the gateway to really creating permanent change in your life. I was at my life group last night and a host, he was just like, I just would love to hear if we just had a a night where everybody just shared their story. And y'all know I'm pretty just open with where I come from, but there's so much that whenever I think back through like the things that I walked through in my life before, I really found the love of Jesus. And it was the love of Jesus that really drew me in. And so that's the reason why I'm bringing this up because I was just, whenever I woke up this morning, I was just really thinking about the lifestyle that I was living and all the things that I did that is honestly very surprising how I didn't end up dead or I didn't end up, like literally I didn't end up dead. And um, it's really only by God's grace and God's love. And I want you as as I speak throughout this episode and as you listen throughout this episode to think back to times where you didn't know God was working in your life or you didn't know his hand was over your life, but start to notice and, and, and realize, wow, like there's no way I could have gotten out of that situation alive or there's no way that I could have gotten out of that situation being stronger on the other side or with the confidence that I, that I went into in that conversation or in that event. It's honestly really beautiful. So when I was thinking like, okay, what was it for me? And that's been a question that I've heard a lot is like, what was it for you? Like what changed for you? What changed your life? And I've really been meditating on that question. It's like, you know what? I really need to have like an answer for that because, you know, here looking back, it's easy to say, you know, it was this gradual process and yes, it was. And it was like, it was just, it was just, it was just God. It was Christ. It was me learning about God. But if I had to really pinpoint exactly what it was, It was truly the love of Jesus. And so maybe you're somebody listening and you're really wanting to change something in your life. You're really wanting to change a habit or change a thought process or change something that happened in your past and it's it's coming up in your present. Maybe you're just in this area where you're wanting to change. 
maybe you've been walking with the Lord for some time and you maybe have hit like a standstill or like you feel stuck in your relationship with God, or maybe you don't really have that personal relationship with Jesus just yet. And you're really just trying to discover, you know, what you believe in, in your faith and like what's real or not. And I have so many episodes. If you just want to look through so many episodes that talk more about what's real and what's not. And if you're in that arena of like questioning what you believe in, what's real, what's not, and you're like a lot logical thinker and you like like analytical answers I have two episodes it's called it has part one and part two answering your questions on spiritual things the bible and Jesus and that's a little that's a few episodes back and so I highly recommend that one after listening to this one but no matter where you are in your walk the foundation is love and it's not a human love it's this out of this world love, this love that we have, we can't even, I can, I've never experienced it apart from God, apart from Jesus, apart from the Holy Spirit. And it's easy, you know, being along this walk and this journey to, of course, you start to change and you become this new person and you start to really grow in your faith. And sometimes it's hard to really think back and and speak on that level of, okay, let me talk to the person that I was before I surrendered my life to Jesus. Let me dial it back and let me talk to that person because that was the person that I, that I needed. Thinking back and through, okay, what was I walking through? What type of person was I? What was I needing to hear? And that's what I really want this episode to be about. And for those of you who don't know, I was like a big time drinker, big time partier. And uh, when I was thinking back, I actually did have an experience and I did feel the power of the Holy Spirit whenever I was in high school. I was on this youth trip and I forgot about this. I was on this youth trip and... For those of you that know, I had gotten cheated on in my first relationship and the girl that he cheated on me with, we were at the youth group trip together, okay? <laughs> and um, that was the first time like through that, I really felt the power of God and I really felt the power of the Holy Spirit, but I didn't know at that time it was the Holy Spirit. That'll be a couple of episodes later. We'll have to really talk and dive deep about the Holy Spirit. But uh, yeah, it was during that during that time I had walked into, and we were just finished worshiping really in, in just like in God's presence. And I was walking out of the bathroom and she was walking in the bathroom crying. And I felt like immediately like a halt in my steps. And I was just felt something inside of me. I didn't know it was the Holy Spirit. So this is really big, okay? Really understanding what that like inkling, what that gut feeling, what that heart feeling feeling is or what some people will call intuition that is a holy spirit guiding you and leading you and i felt him leading me to go back in the bathroom and just say look i forgive you and i did and we had such a beautiful moment and we prayed together and that was the first time where i was like i felt like a release like it was something that i couldn't really explain and this is another thing that's important i didn't really have anybody there to to help me walk with that. I didn't have like a mentor. I didn't have somebody that was really filled with the spirit and could tell me and that would come alongside me and mentor me and take me down the next steps, right? Like then what's the next steps? How can I grow? And um, that's what I really believe put me at a halt in my relationship with God because I remember going back and I was like, I want to get baptized. I remember telling my mom, I was like, I want to get baptized, but I'm going to read the whole entire Bible before I get baptized. Y'all know, I didn't even, I did not come even close to doing that. I get I read a couple of chapters in Genesis, but 
I didn't, you know? So after that retreat, I went back to my old life. I went, I got back with, you know, the guy and, um, I just started moving back towards the old lifestyle that I had. And so a couple of lessons in there is whenever you make that decision that you want to build a relationship with, with Jesus and really grow in your faith, who you walk life with really matters because that is going to influence what you're thinking, what you're doing, what you're saying is going to influence how you want to live your life. The people around you are so important. You right now have something or somebody influencing your thoughts, which influences what you believe and what people will call, you know, their truth. It's what you believe, right? Your beliefs, which result in the actions that you take. And this is such a simple concept, but that is really what can make you stuck. So if you are that person that I mentioned before, if you are stuck and you feel like you're stagnant in your relationship with God and you're not progressing, I would say check your surroundings, check who you're around, and also go back to that foundation of Jesus's love. You may be thinking more about what you're feeling of like the shame, the guilt, of maybe you've fallen back into your old ways and you feel like God doesn't want you anymore. You feel like you can't go to him. And when we're thinking in that process, it's really it really comes from a place of selfishness because we're so focused on what we're feeling in ourselves. And I want to give you scripture for that. I want to give you in Psalms 107. I was reading this the other day. And it really blows my mind. Like we can really, it's easy for us to like read stories in scripture and say, oh my gosh, they were like hoodlums in there. Like how did they not believe and trust in God? You know, it's so easy for us to like be an outsider and read into the scriptures and say, oh my gosh, they were like crazy, but we're the same freaking way. If you're in that like shame, guilt feeling of like, oh my gosh, I can't turn back to God. All throughout Psalm 107 is about people who are at one time like on fire for God or following God and then they fell back into their old ways. They fell back into ways of the world. They fell back into the darkness, into sin, into rebellion, and they entered into an area of distress. Now you can look in and say, oh, well, if God loves me, then why would I walk through distress? Or why would I walk through pain? Or why would I walk through these hard times? Like God never changes. Most of the time, it's on our side. Most of the time, and the word says that the wicked and evil man builds his own grave, which just means there's consequences for your actions, okay? We can't expect to go and spend all your money and then blame God for you not having any money, okay? For, you know, you're praying to God, plus my finances, but you're not stewarding over your finances. Like that's just a consequence in your actions. And so I love how God always meets his children in that time of distress when they call out and they repent and they repent just means turning and doing a 180 and recognize recognizing, humbling yourself before God and saying, God, I need you. Like I was foolish. Like what did I, what was I thinking of? Like I could do this on my own or I was going to go see for myself. Right. So it says, I highlight this over and over in 107 verse six. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble. He delivered them out of their distresses. He led them also by a straight way. And then if we go down in 10, talking about the people again, there were those who dwelt in darkness and in the shadow of death, prisoners in misery and chains. We create our own misery and we create our own chains. <laughs> Everything good comes from God. He is love. He is the sort. He is good. Like that is who he is. And so anything that is not 
love or good or joy or gentleness or patience, those things don't come from God. That is us building our own chains. And it says in 11, because they had rebelled against the words of God and spurned the counsel of the Most High, which means they ignored what God was telling them. They were like, you know what? You know, yes, you may be creator of the entire universe and the heavens and the earth, but like, I think I know best in this situation, (laughs) which we've all been there, right? It says, therefore, he humbled their heart with labor. They stumbled and there was none to help. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble and he saved them out of their distresses. He brought them out of darkness and the shadow of death and broke their bands apart. He broke those chains. That is the God that we serve. And it's so, it blows my mind because we could be so in the midst of evil and darkness and just rebellion because of our own lack of understanding of goodness and of truth and of who God is and that he is love. And those only two instances, it's all throughout Psalms 107, talking about they turned to darkness again, and God still yet saved them from their distresses when they turned to him. And so if you are the person that is like sulking and you know, I've been there too. It's like you're living in your shame and you're believing the lie of Satan of saying you you aren't worthy for God and that he doesn't want to hear from you and he doesn't want to help you through what you're walking through, which is a total lie. And so that's why I, I said in the beginning that understanding that foundational truth, this is not an opinion, the foundational truth that God is love and that understanding Jesus's love is literally that first gateway into permanent change. And so if you're stagnant and you're wanting to grow in your relationship with God, go back to the truth that you know that God loves you and that nothing you can do can pull you apart. And nothing you can do when you truly come to God and sit in your father's presence and saying, God, look, I don't understand why I keep doing these things. I don't understand why I'm like this. Like, please show me why please tell me why like help me through this when you enter in and just talk to Jesus and just say look I did it again like I don't know why he's gonna meet you where you are wherever that is (laughs) wherever that is so don't allow that shame to grip you and to chain you up and to influence you to walk six months without turning to God, All right? We can look at David. He's a great example. He's, he was God's anointed. You know, he, he became king. God, God made him king from a shepherd boy. And he had so much favor with God and he would seek God and he would hear from God. And he made a mistake in his life and he committed adultery with Bathsheba. Bathsheba got pregnant and Bathsheba had a husband and her husband was one of David's like first in command on the battlefield. And he was such a diligent and loyal soldier. And David ended up having him killed because he was so afraid. He wanted to do it in his own strength and hide what he had done, hide what he did when he fell into temptation, when he fell into a moment of weakness. And he went months, I don't know how long he went, but he went a long amount of time before turning over to to God. And he tried to do things out of his own strength. And y'all know when we do things out of our own strength, it'll never 
never even come close to what God has in store for you and what God wants to do for you in those moments of of your weakness and how he wants to redeem you and how he wants to pull you out of that, out of your shame, out of your guilt in that moment and lead you into walking into freedom. Not to say that consequences won't happen because you have to face those consequences for your actions. It's just it's law. Like it's, you ever hear like the truth always comes out. Like it's so true. Like the truth always comes out. It's just the way this world is created. And God gives us that choice, right? He gives us a choice to turn to him or to not turn to him. I just really wanted to share that with you and give you an example in the word that you can turn to to, and say, look, you're not alone in that. You're not the only one that's walked through that. You're not the only one thinking the thoughts you are. And God is not intimidated by what you have going on. He's not intimidated by your doubts, by your thoughts, by your shame, by your sin. He's not intimidated by anything. All he wants is your heart to turn towards him. And he just wants to have a conversation with you. He wants to speak life into you. He wants to renew you you. He wants to restore your soul. He wants to lead you beside quiet waters. He wants to cast down that anxiety, that depression, and he wants to make you new again. For those of you who don't know my story, I know it's easy to like maybe hear me now or whatever and say, well, you're so far along in your walk. But if you scroll to the first few episodes, I really share the things that I walk through. And oh my gosh, I mean, the, the title of this podcast came from me living life totally blacked out, like totally like blacked out of reality. I was so lost. I was so consumed by turning to alcohol, turning to drugs, turning to sex, turning to all these things because I didn't understand and really know the love of God. I didn't know the love of Jesus. I knew that Jesus died on the cross for me, but I I didn't surround myself with people who would talk about that. Yeah, it was like I was blinded by that. But as soon as I met people and got around different people that thought differently and that really talked about truth, that that shared wisdom, (laughs) because there's definitely two completely different things of human wisdom and godly wisdom, like wisdom that comes from heaven. That difference is the word, the word of God. And I was scared to turn to God because I was scared that I would be judged. I was scared that I would lose fun and the life that I felt like, oh my gosh, like this is a fun life. This is the way I want to live my life. But if that is you and you're really questioning, like, is this, is Jesus the one that I want to serve? Like, will I be safe there? Will I not be judged? Can I really come as I am? And I want to share with you in John 12, 44 through 50. I'm just going to read a couple, but you can jot that down. John 12, 44 through 50. And Jesus is talking about, He who sees me sees the one who sent me. I have come as light into the world so that everyone who believes in me will not remain in darkness. What does that mean? If we are not believing in Jesus and that Jesus is the light of the world, we are living in darkness. And I know sometimes, a lot of the times, we might not see that. We might not think we're living in darkness. We might think we're living in like a fun time and a period of life where things are like exactly how we want them. But being on the other side, being somebody that Jesus literally led to the other side of that, I can testify and I'll testify this to anybody and everybody until the day I die that Jesus is truly the light and the life that every single person needs that's walking on this earth. And Jesus is saying, if anyone hears my sayings and does not keep them, I do not judge him. For I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. So Jesus did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. And we can see that all throughout the Gospels. 
he hung out with people who weren't religious leaders. They weren't people that were like serving in the church. They weren't those people. They were people that were doubting God. They were people that were living, trying to get through life, trying to survive this thing. Those were the people that became his disciples and became so on fire for God so much to the point where they died for him. They died for the truth because they were rooted in Jesus's goodness and Jesus's love. And so knowing that Jesus didn't come to judge you, but he came to save you. And why would Jesus come to save the world if it didn't need to be saved? And that's something that I think about as well. Like we can be so caught up in, in the world and so caught up in like having to get bills paid and get caught up with other people's opinions and what people are gonna think and like keeping the status and whatever it is and chasing things. I'm reading Ecclesiastes. I'm so sorry if I mispronounced that. I literally like cannot say it. Ecclesiastes. <laughs> it's right after Proverbs. Ah! Okay. It talks about how all these things like work and labor and all, all these things, it's like chasing after the wind. It's all going to dissipate. It's all going to disappear. The only thing that remains is God's word. In 48, it go he goes to say, He who rejects me and does not receive my sayings has one who judges him. The word I spoke is what will judge him at the last day. For I did not speak on my own initiative, but the Father himself who sent me has given me a commandment as to what to say and what to speak. I know that his commandment is eternal life. Therefore, the things I speak, I speak just as the Father has told me. Okay, let's dissect that a bit, okay? So if Jesus came to save the world, there's something we need saving from. There's two parts to this. Understanding, okay, there's always an opposing side. And so if God is love, if Jesus is love, if Jesus came to save the world, there is an enemy or a nemesis that is trying to strip you from your eternal life. That's trying to strip you from the life that God has for you here. So we really need to understand both sides because if things aren't of God, then they're of the enemy. <laughs> they're of the world. And I talked about in a previous episode of that fence, right? So if you're straddling the fence, one foot in with God and one foot in the world, that fence belongs to the world. That fence belongs to the evil one, to Satan. And we really need to, I'll say it, wake up and to understand the truth that Jesus came to save you. He didn't come to judge you, to condemn you, to make you feel unworthy. He came to make you worthy by grace and not by works. He came to save you by grace and not by works. There's nothing you can do to earn salvation. It's by his grace and it's what he asked for is just that heart. Is that heart and just saying, God, like, I don't have control over my life. You are the Lord. You are Jesus. You came to save me and to make me clean. And it's beautiful because you don't expect me to be perfect and you already know and you see all my mishaps and my mistakes. But I want to start this relationship and just trusting you and help me with that. Help me see what that looks like. I mean, my first prayer was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what this looks like. But all I know is that I don't want to have control anymore because I just can't. 
there's a lack of peace, there's anxiousness, there is this like overwhelm feeling because it's like I have to control the outcome. And that's why I say there's so much freedom found when you surrender your life to Jesus, because you don't have to control the outcome. It's in his hands. And what a beautiful way to live. And I have to remind myself this too, I'm not perfect in this, but what a beautiful way to live in knowing that I don't have to control the outcome. It's in your hands, God. I am trusting you. I'm just going to seek your face and I'm going to seek your word and seek your truth, but I'm giving it to you. What a beautiful way to live. And that's really where this peace and this freedom and this healing comes from. And I just really want to bring this home with this scripture in John 15, 15 and 16. Also, we have to remember just in the verse that we read before, Jesus is talking about how he doesn't speak on his own initiative. Like the words that he speaks is from the father in heaven directly. And so Jesus is an example and a highlight, I guess you can say, of what God the father is like, who your creator is. And so Jesus is saying, no longer do I call you slaves for the slave does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends. For all things that I have heard from my father, I have made known to you. That's why we need to get in the word, okay? It's really important to get in the word to know who God is, his character, what he has in store for you. In 16, it says, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you would go and bear fruit and that your fruit would remain so that whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he may give to you. And so how beautiful is that? If you are listening to this to this episode, more than likely you have a tug on your heart right now. You have a tug or a pull to know God more deeply, to, to walk out this faith thing, okay? To figure it out, to go deeper, to really understand who God made you to be. And what this is saying is that you didn't choose Jesus. Jesus chose you. He's been the one tugging on your heart. He's been the one pulling you along. He's been the one that's been guiding and that's been leading you towards him. So think about you waking up one day and you're completely stranded in the desert. No water, no food, no anything. Your focus is going to be, how can I survive? How can I get out of this environment? What can I do? Where can I go? And there's just this light breeze that you feel every now and then that's guiding you somewhere. And you feel the breeze coming from the far right. And so you're like, okay, let me go that way. Let me go towards that breeze because that seems like my only hope. And you follow that breeze and you follow that breeze and you become sensitive to that breeze and you're following it. And you start to see indication of life. You start to see little patches of grass or, you know, little tiny puddles of water. You start to see that, oh, wow, okay, I'm on the right path. This is where life is. This is where civilization is. And you finally enter into this beautiful palace. And you have all these happy workers, people that are tilling the ground and planting. It's beautiful. And you're like, oh my gosh, civilization, like people. And you're crying. And you're like, oh my gosh, I've been just hoping and hoping for you. And they just all are pointing you to go into the palace. And when you get into the palace, there's this 
person that you meet and you can tell he's the one in charge he's ruler of the land and you can also tell that he just is so humble and so loving and he really cares for his people and you just like are so grateful and you tell him about your journey and you're like oh my gosh I've just been hoping to survive and him looking at you and saying my daughter my son I sent out a wind to guide you and you listened but I chose you for the journey you were one that I chose to lead you and I just thought about that I hope that makes sense But that's really what this journey of faith is. It's like, okay, we have to listen to the wind. We have to listen to God and the wind representing the Holy Spirit. We have to sit and listen to the Holy Spirit and read the word and allow God to guide us through the desert, to guide us through our seasons of feeling lost and alone and scared and where our faith is being tested. Because on the other side of that, you know it's your Father in heaven that is guiding you and that's leading you to to still waters, to green pastures. And I'm quoting this from Psalms 23. I love Psalms 23. He's the one that chose you. He's going to finish what he started. He's not going to leave you stranded in the desert. He's not going to give you like signs here. of Okay, here's life. You're on the right path. Come on and listen to me. And he's not going to leave you where he found you. He's not going to leave you out there stranded alone. He's going to lead you in his presence and into the promises that he has for you. And you can find those promises in his word. So I hope that resonates with you and I hope you leave today just knowing that God is for you and that he is good and he is loving and he is gracious, generous, he's all good things. Because if you don't know that truth and you don't have that foundation built on Jesus's love for you, things can come in and crack that foundation. Situations can happen. People can come into your life and it can try to crack your foundation and and pull the foundation out from under you. So to create and to walk on this faith journey is what I, you know, I've always called it. And to walk on this journey of change and growth and understanding who God is, you have to first understand his character and that he is love and he loves you no matter what. And if you love him, you will obey his word. That's why I said it's a gateway to permanent change because what changes you is doing those steps of obedience. And when you have that appreciation, that gratitude and that love for God and what he's done for you, when you really come from a place of understanding that, the change will happen because you're going to be seeking him because your love for God is going to grow when you understand how much he loves you. Like when I can feel through Jamar's action, through his words, how much he loves me, that makes me want to spend more time with him. That makes me love him more, honestly. That's really the same concept with God. It's the more that you understand his love for you and how deep it is and how never ending it is, the more you draw near to him because you feel safe with him. You feel like he has the answers that you're looking for. You feel like he is your healer and not you feel like you know that he is because you stand on him as your foundation and that he is love. So I just love to pray us out. Dear Heavenly Father, I just want to pray and thank you, God, for your word and your promises and your truth that that never fails. I want to thank you, God, for every ear listening. I just want to pray over every ear listening, Lord, and every heart, God. I pray that their heart be opened, Lord, to truth. I pray that anything that I said that isn't aligned with your word, God, I just pray that it doesn't resonate. I pray that it's not rooted, Lord. I pray that it goes 
in one ear and out the other, Lord. And I pray that that the things that I've said that came from you, God, I pray that those words are planted in the deep of the people listening, Lord. I pray that those seeds are planted, God, and that your truth and your love is so deeply rooted in them that they produce fruit that is pleasing to you, that they walk out their day and their week knowing who they are and who you've called them to be because they understand who you are and how deeply they are loved. And I pray that they start walking that, that their confidence grows because of that, that their wisdom grows because they're seeking you and that they experience that, that heart change that leads to physical change in their life. And it starts with understanding your love for us. And so I pray that they draw near to you, that they grow a desire in their heart to go deeper and to just sit in your presence and to listen to what you have to tell them, Lord. And we thank you, God, and we love you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, let's bring it in, giving you a virtual hug because you just finished another episode of Blackouts to Breakthroughs podcast. And you know what? You just deserve it. The reviews and subscriptions mean a lot to me. So if you love today's episode, make sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on any other episodes. Also, I'd love to hear your takeaways. So feel free to screenshot this episode, put it in your stories and tag me at Blackouts to Breakthroughs on Instagram with your biggest takeaways so I can connect with you and reshare your post. I can't wait to hear from you. Until next time, friend.